Hello and welcome to the Connect and Rise podcast. I'm your host, Cody. And I'm your host, Reese. And we will be talking to you about all things health and wellness. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Connect and Rise podcast. Today is episode 13, and I literally nearly just forgot how to intro. We just spoke about it. What? No, we just spoke about the episode number. No, I know. I nearly forgot to know. What am I saying? <laughs> you forgot how to introduce I the forgot app. how to introduce the podcast. Oh. I'm very excited to be back with you all. Happy 2020. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> no comment. Happy New Year, guys, and welcome to 2020. Yes, we hope you all had a very good Christmas. We had an amazing break. Reese was in New Zealand for Christmas, and then I joined him on the 27th and spent about a week there with his mum and Daniel, and it was an amazing restful holiday, spending lots of time in nature, swimming in water holes, it was hiking. Nice, wasn't it? it was so much fun. What did we do? We have to like give, we have to give a very brief overview of how the trip went. So what sort of stuff did we get up to? Well, I went over on the 23rd and was, yeah. as Cody said, I was over there for Christmas. Well, um, and then you flew out, well, technically you flew out on the 27th, but you didn't arrive yeah, to the 28th because you flew in really late. So I drove up from mum's place, which is um, in Oakuni, if anyone knows New Zealand, to Taupo, which is about an hour and a half from Mums. Picked mm-hmm. Cody up from the airport, which was nice. Yeah, it was like this. Taupo is like a really small little town. Tiny and airport. It doesn't even have a conveyor belt for the bags. They just bring them out to a shed, put them in the shed, and you go and get it. Yeah. If anyone's ever flown to um, Hamilton Island, it reminded me of that. It was really, really small. Like you just sort of like you can wait for the plane to arrive on a little fence that's pretty much on the tarmac. So it was heaps cool. Um, What were your first impressions of New Zealand when you arrived? I loved it. I went when I was about 12 or 13 with my parents, but obviously I don't really remember it in depth. I just remember that I really liked it over there. So my first impressions were... Everything was just so beautiful. It's so green. Um, The skies are so blue, as you all know here. It's not very blue here right now. So it was really nice to have blue skies, fresh air. Yep. And it's just so beautiful. And then when we drove to Owakuni, it was like through all windy roads, up and down mountains, through like a national park. It was amazing. Um, And then your mum's place is like a little dream farm. It's so cool. It was the best. It was just so relaxing. It was exactly what we needed just to be like in nature, not focus on our phones, not focus on anything that we had going on. We both wrote a book each while we're over there. Yeah, read. We literally just would go for a drive to a new location every day and there'd be a new water hole or a new swimming spot or we went hiking one day. It was like a... Um, about an hour and a bit hike through sort of bushland, I suppose you'd say, alongside a river, and then you ended up at a waterfall. Yeah, it was amazing. And then that was so beautiful, and we went swimming under the waterfall and then hiked back. Yeah. It was just so much fun. It was heaps good. I'm already planning on going back. We were looking at flights as we were coming home, so that's how good it was. 
It was one of those holidays and the only other place that I've ever felt like this was when I left New York. But it was one of those holidays where it was so sad leaving. Like I almost felt homesick leaving there, coming home. Yeah. I was excited to come back to our home, but I was so, I just wanted to be there for so much longer. Yeah. It was just super relaxing. It was really, really nice. Yeah. We both feel sort of well rested anyway. And it was, yeah, definitely a much needed break. So. Yeah, and we both, actually, that's something good we could discuss before we discuss our topic today. Yeah. So, our resolutions. Do you want to talk about some resolutions you've maybe set for this year or some goals you've set? You don't have to do all of them, just some of them. Uh, no, that's a good idea. Um, I can go first if you don't yeah, have you go, funny. Yeah, you go through yours and I'm going to go and get my diary because I've written mine down. Okay. So, I set two resolutions and then I set a bunch of goals and then for the first time I've set a 2020 bucket list just to make things fun and make sure that I'm enjoying the year while I can. So my resolutions are to get back to the simple things so I just really want to focus more spending more time in nature reading more cooking more just finding happiness within simple things because I'm someone who focuses a lot in the future and a lot on the big things and they don't always fulfill you straight away. So getting back to the simple things and focusing more on what makes me happy and doing them more. So something that we have both discussed and made a promise to ourselves is that this year we're really going to focus and prioritize recharging often because last year we both were super burnt out We did lots of amazing things last year. We went through our memory jar actually when we got back, which was so much fun. There was like so many great memories in there and we've achieved so much in 2019 and there's so many things that we want to continue to achieve and grow in 2020, but we also need to be conscious that we don't burn ourselves out because we definitely did in 2019. So we've made a promise to ourselves that we're going to take lots of mini holidays or at least lots of long weekends and go camping and do stuff like that because we won't have a big holiday this year so my resolutions are to get back to the simple things and to focus more on what makes me happy and then I've got a heap of goals which I won't go into them and then our 2020 bucket list this is fun so I'll just mention a few I want to take a cooking class go horse riding go camping go on a road trip and I want to have my own like paint and wine night you know how you can do like paint and sip or whatever I want to have one of them at home and do my own so there are a few of my resolutions slash bucket list items I have so many this year what are your goals did you read your goals out no I said I wasn't going to you're not going to I think I'm going to read my 2020 goals out only because it might keep me a little bit accountable more accountable oh that's good maybe I should as well yeah you should I'll keep mine private keep them private all right I, these are mine. I'm just reading them straight out of my diary. So my t- 2020 goals is to read at least four new books. And I think mm-hmm. that's very achievable. Yep. You four. and I both have that goal. Yeah. I think four is like not many. But it's realistic. For the, yeah, but it's realistic. And I think you better just set a lower number and, yeah. and achieve it as opposed to setting something that's unrealistic in the, in the first place. Yeah, I agree. To go on a holiday, Cody sort of mentioned that um, before. 20, last year was fucking chaotic. Yeah. Frantic. Like I don't even... And the sad thing is, and it's sort of... I mean, slowing down in New Zealand definitely is what made me set all of these intentions and what made me promise to myself that I need to slow down more because I just loved slowing down. And I once I slowed down and recharged, I realized how burnt out I actually was. Yeah. 
But going through that 2019 jar, I literally forgot half the stuff that happened. And that's so sad because I feel like you and I, we have so many things we want to achieve, but then you're in like fast motion, just run, 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 get things done. And then you sort of don't enjoy the moment. Yeah. So this year, while I want to continue to do all these things that we have going on and more, I also want to enjoy the moment more. Just take a bit more time out. Like not yeah. not wait, like not go the whole year and wait for December, December. to take a break from it all. Like yeah. do it throughout the year yeah. and a little bit more frequently. They don't have to be like big holidays. No, but just it could little, be like a long weekend. Like I said, that's yeah, enough. Just sometimes. times to get away and switch off and do nothing. So I noticed that big time after New Zealand was coming back and like we you just, just weren't ready yeah you just get so caught up in the rat race and even if you're conscious of it I think like in everyday life you try and bring yourself back and remind yourself constantly to be present yeah. um like it's so hard if you're not taking the time to wind down and reset so yeah definitely want to do that more uh, to buy a first home is probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest goals on there. So that's for obviously Cody and I. We want to buy our first house this year and we think it's fairly realistic. Fingers um, crossed. We'll see Yeah. what happens. So definitely both working towards that. To focus more on my, on my health, psychological and physical. So this is always a priority, I think, for me. But yeah. towards the end of last year, I think things may have dropped off a little bit for me just in terms of like being busy with work and being tied up with other commitments and finding it hard to sort of balance everything Mm. we dropped off a little bit or I did anyway in how frequent I was going to the gym for example yeah we both did Um, we're just so tired yeah and yeah I think that's what it comes down to yeah yeah and diet um, diet's like mostly pretty good but may have slipped a little bit towards the end of the year being a little bit more sort of like just blase about what we're eating and drinking and how much we're drinking and that sort of stuff that's how i felt yeah i was gonna say our diet i don't think ever really gets really bad because you and i crave good food like healthy food but we definitely drank a lot more alcohol yeah just because i don't know there's just lots of events on and that's completely fine i don't regret it i never regret it but you definitely do notice it yeah definitely so So just to bring that back into a little bit more of a balance and do it in moderation um to take up a new practice is another one for me so that could be like a new form of meditation could be like Mm -hmm. breath work which is what brady does a lot of yeah um brady walker he owns fit to function gym out in tamworth actually hoping to have him on the podcast in the first few months of the year so um (laughs) yeah breath work is something that he does a lot of and um that's just an example of a practice that i would like to do more of uh to continue the weekly podcast is another goal so this is taking the first step the first week of the year yeah to tick that one off uh and these two big ones at the end for me is to facilitate my first men's circle so this is like taking pretty big first step towards what i ultimately would love to do mm-hmm. with other guys um yeah. other men to increase self-awareness and sort of break down some of those barriers that I've spoken about before on the podcast. So putting a bit of a plan in place and taking action on that is something that I want to do this year. And to hire a coach and work towards building a business. So that kind of ties into that 
men's circle and sort of creating a bit of work for myself in that regard. Um, and I'd, I'd love to hire a coach to help me work towards that. Um, something that I reflected on quite a bit towards the end of last year was I've got all these great grand plans to, um, and all these like, you know, positive aspirations, I guess, but putting a little bit too much pressure on myself to find all the answers myself. Yeah. So like hiring someone to be able to guide me with that, um, is something that I definitely want to do. So they're my goals. Um, I'm sure the the bare essentials and there's likely going to be more that are added to that. Yeah. But 2020, definitely. There's something about 2020 that feels exciting. I don't know what it is. I feel like 2019 was just such a big year of change for you and I. Yeah. So many things happened and we went through a lot of personal growth and we started a lot of things and we really dug deep in thinking about what we want. And I feel like this year is a year where things are going to fall into place and hopefully, but I can just feel it. It just feels like a nice year. So yeah, let's it does. Hope, it does. Let's hope that it is. But Last year was pretty chaotic. I th- and we hope we don't sound too hypocritical saying that we've just like spoken about our 2020 goals and like New Year's resolutions. They're not necessarily New Year's resolutions. It's just we took a holiday at the end of the year, I think, which sort of like made us and the fact that it was right at the end of the year allowed mm-hmm. us to reset a little yeah so we've Why come you think ba- it's back now because we spoke just before we went away on the break about how we don't necessarily believe in like new year new me no we did two sides we did we don't agree that it, they have to be set for january 1st but we agree that they're good to do if you want to like set new goals for the year and stuff yeah okay yeah. I don't think we're being hypocritical. No, I think I, like I, there's good and bad sides to New Year's resolutions. I think it's bad if you wait until January 1st to set goals for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the men's circle stuff, for example, for me, is something that I've been thinking about quite a lot. But I mean, if I if I wanted to prioritize it enough, like I could have, there's no reason I could have started that last year. What I'm trying yeah. to say is you can set the goals <clears throat> whenever, whenever works for you. I yeah. think it just worked well for us this year. It's like, the yes, it's the calendar year, but we took some time to reset and now we're ready to go again. Now we're ready. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So jumping into this week's episode topic is going to be talking all about relationships. So it'll be friendships, um, family relationships, um, boyfriend, Friends, girlfriend relationship, or, relationships, yeah, yeah. all that type of stuff. So relationships with people you work with. Yeah, any form of relationship, I think, is what we'll talk about today. Um, I think we've spoken a little bit about this in like several of our episodes, just talking about the people that you surround yourself with. But this is something that we've had written down that we definitely want to speak about in a in a full episode, and it's something that I've had requested recently as well. So, to start off with, how to make sure that the relationships in your life are serving you currently. So do you want to talk about relationships by breaking them down into questions or by breaking them down into the type of relationships? Uh, just, just questions. Questions? In general, yeah. Okay, cool. So how to make sure the relationships in your life are serving you? How would you answer that question? How to make sure the relationships in your life are serving you yeah. in a positive way? Um, yes. For me... It is you sort of judge how you feel coming mm-hmm. away from your interactions with that person mm-hmm. is a big one for me, um, and that can be with you, 
mm-hmm. um, and how you know how how do I feel within myself when I'm by myself after having spent spent time with you? Yeah. Um, it could be like you know five minutes. It could be a day. <laughs> and then, how do I feel after spending time with you know mates from yeah. like close mates, um, people that I work with, people that are sort of friends of friends Mm -hmm. and I'm just sort of pretty big on um, being in touch with that with how that makes me feel so if I come away feeling completely exhausted Mm -hmm. um, or completely sort of down about myself or down about others Mm -hmm. I might be feeling a little bit guilty if I've been surrounded by people that have had conversations that I probably wouldn't have or want to have have. yet um or do i come away feeling energized yeah which is probably the i think the best word to sum up how i often feel when i come away from conversations with people that are Mm like-minded or in a similar sort of wavelength um like these podcasts for example i come away feeling energized despite despite like the effort and the energy that might be perceived in in how much we put into it yeah like there's, there hasn't been an episode yet that I've walked away feeling down or no, sort of just yeah. completely drained of energy. That's true. Um, so that's sort of a big – that's how I sort of judge that sort of stuff. How about you? Yeah, I agree. It's all how those relationships make you feel. And something that I wanted to mention as well is that it's super common – for you to go through stages of your life where a relationship might serve you at one stage and then it might not serve you at another stage. And it's really easy to have guilt around this, I think. And people grow at different stages. So for example, if you're someone who is still currently in high school and then you're going to leave high school or you've just left, you will notice, and I promise you, it's pretty rare that you don't notice it but you will notice a shift in your relationships purely because you're no longer in a setting where you're almost forced to be around those people yeah but also because when you leave school or even university i don't i can't really answer this but i'm sure you can when you leave that school setting or yeah a school-like setting when you're all forced to be together and then you go and do your own things you all go separate ways you no longer have that common interest so while it does not mean that you don't care about those people anymore or they're no longer friends, you might not hang around them as much. But sometimes people hold a lot of guilt around this because they feel like they have to keep in contact or regularly hang out with those people consistently because if they don't, they feel like they're not friends. Um, So that's something that I just wanted to point out because that's something that I've definitely gone through in lots of different stages. Like when I left school and I went my own way and I traveled and I did all this stuff and I lost contact with pretty much everyone I went to school with besides Georgia, who's Mm. my best friend. Um, And that was just because I went and did my own thing. I moved from the place where I grew up to a different city or area. I traveled a lot. Um, Yeah. I don't hold any grudges against those people, but no. And that kind of crosses over with, I'm, I'm similar like that in the aspect of like, I really think, it could be any relationship so or all your mm. relationships that you have with with all those around you is quality is better than quantity 100 percent. like you're better off to have good quality relationships that, that leave you feeling energized and yeah. leave you feeling supported and cared about yeah as opposed to having you know 
a hundred friends that, and and you know, a handful of them would be there, and, yeah, and have you back if if something, you know, was to was to happen to you, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that sort of sums that up. Yeah, and that also goes into recognizing when maybe they don't serve you is i don't know there's i mean there's so many different things it's so personal in terms of how you know if someone's serving you in a relationship or not but let's look at friendships for example maybe and if you're going through a change or growth or you want to change something maybe you're going from being someone who likes to go out and party a lot this is something that also happened to me so i can relate i used to love going out every single weekend getting really drunk partying whatever worked in a pub all my friends like to do the same thing totally fine suited me for that stage of my life and then when i wanted to make changes and become healthier and go out less and focus more on my health and my well-being or whatever it is a lot of these people didn't really understand why I was doing that. And it was challenging because it sort of felt like there was just a big wall up in between us. They were confused at why I no longer was hanging around them and going out. It kind of made them feel like, oh, she doesn't like us anymore or whatever. Yeah. When really I cared about them just as much. I purely just didn't want to do the activities they were doing anymore. Yeah. So you can definitely go through stages where you might change something um, and those closest to you are probably going to be the ones that are confused the most. So make sure you just communicate why you're making those changes. Make sure that you're open with them and let them know that, look, I still care. We're still friends. I might be not around as much, but you can call message see me anytime you want just be really open about that stuff because i've definitely gone through a lot of stages where that has been or has caused issues between me and friends um that's hard though like i was just going to use the example of like if you're going through a stage in your life where and everyone goes through these stages at 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 different points in their life which makes it like i think hard to negotiate in social settings for example Mm -hmm. if you're going through a stage of we'll call it a stage of growth where you want to change your outlook towards certain things and you want to change the person that you are. You want to change who you are in, in, in certain settings around mm-hmm. people that you're typically used to hanging around. Yeah. That can be like really daunting because you don't yeah. want to be like you fear, you fear like cutting ties with those that you, you've hung around for so long. Yeah. Like you're fearful to speak up against things that you know like within yourself that you don't stand for yeah but you scared as to how those that you valued up until this point might react yeah um that can be can be really hard and it's how i think it's how you go about that Mm. if you um is how like you can sort of negotiate all of this yeah the example that i'm thinking of is a group of people that I used to work with when I was working in hospitality and I was going through a stage where I was was really trying to figure out who I was and what mm-hmm. I stood for and I made a commitment to myself that if there were times regardless of who it was it could be really close friends it could be distant friends it could be it could be someone like yourself a partner or it could be family mm-hmm. if someone was to say something that was that I knew in my gut was completely against what I stood for mm-hmm. and I knew wasn't right, I would 
make a commitment to myself to say something and pull them up on it. And mm-hmm. I went and, and it happened. I was at work one night and I, I'm not going to say who it was, said something that was just completely wrong by someone else that, yeah. that was in that work environment. Mm-hmm. And I pulled them up on it. And this was someone that I was like really close with beforehand. Yeah. And that was super hard. Like that was, that was, it was really confronting. Mm. Not for the fact that I was questioning whether what I was saying was, was right or not. Correct. Yeah. It was completely for the fact that I was, I was scared as to, or frightened as to how that was going to like, impact the relationship that I have with this person mm-hmm. and yes it's hard initially but it sort of worked itself out and we ironed it out and at the you know and we're still we're still really close now mm-hmm. so that that's an example of how it can work yeah um sometimes it doesn't always work though no. sometimes that sometimes that's a bit of a um you know that can be a catalyst for separating Parting yourself ways. yeah exactly yeah and and that's okay too um but yeah, that I think that's a big fear that a lot of people have. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. And what would you say um, if someone thinks that a relationship in their life no longer serves them? What would you say would be the best actions to take moving forward? I think it depends on the person. There's people. There's those that, as I've just spoken about, kind of fear that separation. Yeah. Kind of fear that like isolation and mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to like me and I'm going to be, you know, have no mates. And then there's the other person that um, is ve- like, I'm going to cut ties with this person yeah. and that's the end of things. Yeah. And we all, we, we all know people at either end of that spectrum. Spectrum, yeah. And then there's people in the middle that kind of negotiate that, um, and try and find their way through and find a happy medium, I guess. But yeah, um, if it's someone that you work with that you have, you you don't have a choice but to to surround yourself with, but you mm. don't necessarily um, resonate with them on the same wavelength, then try and focus purely on the aspects of the job mm. and um, reduce, I guess, the the outside of work social interactions that you might be having that you know are having a negative impact on you Mm -hmm. and how you're feeling. Um, Work's a tough one because you sometimes you can't get away from it. But work is work. So your relationship, if it isn't a friendship, should be work-based only. Just keep it professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If it's a relate, if it's like, if it's a personal relationship, if it's a... Like a friendship or an intimate? An intimate relationship. Mm. What would you say? Break up. Yeah, I think if that one's that one's a little bit hard. Like it's less, it's more black and white rather than grey. Because I think if a relationship isn't serving you, I don't see the point in being in it. I mean, if there's small things that you think you can work through together, don't just break up. Try and work through it properly. Speak about it. Communicate. Let each other know what's not working. See if you can work together to make those things align because it could be just that one person's growing at a different rate to the other and maybe the other person does eventually want to do that and maybe they just need a little bit of a push up the bum I don't know but maybe they also don't want to so be open about it but it is a little bit more black and white if it is purely not serving you it's never going to serve you 
I, I think can't see that lasting. We've spoken about this before briefly in other podcasts. And what you just said is really true. Everyone goes through this stuff and everyone has these realizations at different stages. Yeah. So that's something that you have to recognize yeah. in your interactions with others. You say, right, <laughs> I was probably at this stage you know, a couple of years ago or a couple of months ago yeah. and appreciate that and appreciate that the person standing in front of you might be yet to go through that yeah. themselves. Um, if it's a relationship and that's the case, then we've spoken about values in the past. Yeah. If your values align, then, and the person is yet to sort of go, go through that growth themselves and come yeah. to that realization and go through that, then you may Definitely. be able to hold space for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hold some space and try and work through it. But if your values don't align and mm. you stand for completely different things, then stop wasting your time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and in terms of friendships and how to sort of manage it, I think just always make a conscious choice. Don't react or try not to react. Try and be conscious about it. Always be kind. There's no need to completely shut them off um, on a friendship purpose. You, and I mean, if you have an argument or something like that, you do you. I don't know how you deal with it, but I would say don't completely shut these people out. They're not bad people. Um, you've once loved them, so keep them in your life, but maybe don't hang around them as regularly. If you guys don't do the same activities or if you no longer can talk about the same things or are on different wavelengths, it's totally fine not to hang out all the time. You still can speak and hold space for them. It doesn't mean you don't care about them. It just purely means that you're just doing your own thing. Yeah. And that people go through that. It's totally fine. It's very common. Yeah, it is. Um, and just one of the comments that I wrote down was to assess or to reflect on the three to five people or the three to five closest people that you hang around with, how they are affecting you and your goals. I think that is so important because, and I've, I don't know which episode it was, but I definitely spoke about this in another episode where I have noticed or reflected back on it and seen that when I've hung around certain groups of people, I was just almost like a completely different person. My values were the same. I like deep down, I was the same, but surface level, I was definitely different. Um, And that's just because people I surrounded myself close to modified that in a way. And I modified myself to hang around them because that was the stage that I was at. So really look at the three to five people that you hang around closest to and see are they serving you or, yeah. or are they not and you're just hanging around them for for comfort purposes for comfort, yeah. yeah you know when you like <clears throat> you know when you click with someone yeah like you just it's one of those things you like you and i are talking the same language and yeah. you could talk for days and it's effortless yeah and you walk away from it feeling energized mm-hmm. and then there's those other interactions that you have where you might not feel the same. So try and try and surround yourself with those, your top three to five people that form part of your little circle. Try yeah. and make them that first type. Yeah, 100%. Try and yeah. make sure everyone's serving you. Yeah, I think... Um, Do you have that. any other personal experiences you can share? I'm trying to think if I do that like might be relatable. Family's a really hard one. And family, family is not, um, like, I think I've sort of negotiated family pretty well on Mm -hmm. my part, but I can understand how it might be really tricky. If you've come from, if you've come from a family of 
hardship mm-hmm. um, and gone through quite a bit. I can understand how trying to set yourself on a path of personal growth when those closest to you in terms of family aren't necessarily on the same path can be really tough. Yeah. Because Less you, of like a support system. Yeah, because you don't have that immediate support system. Yeah. Um, and family are often, by default, um, the opinion that you value the most. Yeah. And they're also going to be the most protective. So that's right. sort of if you're making a big change in your life, like I said before, make sure that you're really open about that change with the people closest to you, especially your family. And talk about why you're doing it and explain it to them because they could be really confused, but they're also going to be really protective because they're your family. So if they can see that as being something that might hurt you or something that's at risk, maybe they might react in a more negative way, like purely out of protective mechanism. They might not actually be like, oh my God, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. They might just be saying it because they want to protect you. So I think... Yeah, family is hard, but be open and explain why you're making changes. It could be something as simple as changing the way you eat. Maybe you currently eat meat and you want to go vegan, but you're really worried about what your friends will think and what your family will think. At the end of the day, it's your choice. And if you explain your reasons of why you want to do it to the people closest to you, I'm sure they will come around and they will get used to it. Yeah. They just have to get used to the new way of you do like doing something. Yeah, that's it. They're just ingrained in like how you've done things for so long. Yeah. It can often be hard to change. So Yeah. And help to educate them as well if it is something like, I don't know, not eating as much meat or going vegan. If you think you're educated on it or if you have something to share with them, try and share it. Don't force it down your throat and also don't make people around you. Like if you're making a change that's better for you, don't force it on those closest to you. Yeah. So if you were going to the gym heaps or if you're changing your diet and the other people around you aren't doing it, don't say to them, oh my God, why are you doing that? Because that doesn't make them feel good and they might not want to do it. So always remember that. Allow like them to hold space for you, but hold space for them to understand, educate, support. Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else? I think that's pretty much it. Um, well, there was one th- one thought that I had like briefly before is if you're if you know you're on a different wavelength to someone, um, and you're sort of you've already come to the realization of something yourself, mm-hmm. and you can see very clearly in someone else that then then they might not be there yet. Mm-hmm. You can't, you have no control in accelerating when that person comes to that realization. Mm. You cannot force that on that person, uh, like regardless of how much you might want to. It might be yeah. crystal clear to you because you can see yourself in that person yeah. and realize that they're not quite there yet. Yeah. You can influence how they think, but you can't force that change. It's something that they need to come to themselves. Yeah. And that's completely individualized. So you just need to often accept that mm-hmm. and do you. And in a lot of cases, have faith that they're going to come around. They just need time. Yeah. And maybe, are you talking about intimate relationships or are you talking about anything? Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. 
maybe whatever relationship it is, I mean, family is obviously always different, but maybe if it's a friendship or an intimate relationship, you need to part ways for a little while. Yeah. And allow yourself to do your own things. And then maybe you will come back together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's always an option. But yes, that's actually good. Don't force change on people and don't force them to speed up to match you because... Everyone's doing their own thing and it puts a lot of pressure on someone else. You can't change. What, what I was trying to say is you can't change someone. You can influence them through your own behavior. Yeah, that's a good comment. Yeah. So you just do you and you do what you know is right. Yeah. And if that person is ready, if and when they will make the change themselves. Yeah, that's really good. All I right. Well, we should wrap it, it up on that because that was good. Yep. Um, first we- one back. Yes, we hope you all enjoy this episode and got something out of it. We have a lot of exciting things for the podcast this year. So stay tuned. Make sure you message us or write a review or even just share it on your social media if you're enjoying it. We love hearing from you guys and we love your support. So thanks yeah. heaps, guys. And we'll see you next week with episode 14. Woohoo! See you guys. Bye.